So one of the biggest things that you can do is to read and understand history. And I never used to think this was an important thing. In fact, I wasn't a huge fan of history in school. Not so much because I wasn't a fan of history, but because I hated teachers <laughs> was essentially it. But studying history is a, is a huge, um, huge advantage to understand the present. And not to just read history with your, your biases, to read history objectively and to just understand what happened. You don't need to have an opinion on history. You don't need to be like, oh, you know, it was terrible that 2000 years ago, we thought that sacrificing babies was a good thing. 2000 years ago, that's what they understood to be right. You know, you don't need to be opinion based or angry or upset when you read history. It's happened. It's history. But what we can do is see it, understand it and learn from it. Because then if things happen in the present that are shocking, um, you can reference back to history and understand why they're happening and be more proactive about the solutions um, that you take in those kind of times. Hello friends and welcome to another episode of Couple of Lattes with your host, me, Jacques Massey. I'm on a mission to give people wings and roots and Couple of Lattes is a podcast designed to offer simple solutions to your perceived problems, empowering you to take charge of your life. Couple of Lattes brings powerful conversations with some of the most insightful people in the world straight to your ears you can listen to new episodes every monday wednesday and friday on your chosen podcast platform and you can even watch it on youtube anyway time to create some purpose and find some meaning in your life with this episode of couple of lattes What up, friend, and welcome to another episode, uh, episode two in the Thoughts On series. Uh, so I think this is episode 137, but this is Thoughts On. Uh, as I was kind of mentioning last week, this is the new series in the Couple of Lattes podcast. And basically, this is going to be me divulging into my own thoughts, my own ideas, my own concepts, and talking about things that interest me in, I guess, a philosophical way, in an exploratory way. Um, with the intention that maybe it might trigger your own interest in a similar topic and send you down some rabbit holes. And by all means, if you get interested in any of these topics and you want to maybe have a conversation about it, maybe talk further about it, hit me up on Instagram at couple of lattes. That's C-O-U-P-L-E-A-L-A-T-T-E-S. Uh, or on my personal at Jack underscore Dominic. And yeah, we can have a yarn about it. We can go deeper into the rabbit hole. But that's essentially what this is, is me diving into rabbit holes on topics that interest me. And last week we went into Bitcoin and the monetary system, this idea of a great reset, which is essentially happening right now. Um, and the idea that this has happened over and over and over again throughout time, but that Bitcoin is something new and fundamentally different and may potentially be a paradigm shift uh, in terms of the way that we use money, the way that we use currency, and uh, the way that it applies into this third revolution, this change and movement into the internet of all things, this total overhaul of our infrastructure to be more internet-based, more efficient, more collaborative and less competitive and inflationary-based and materialistic. Uh, so it's a very interesting shift that's happening in the world right now. And regardless of whether you agree or disagree with these shifts that are happening, 
the fact of the matter is that these shifts are already happening. They're already happening in Europe. They're already happening in China. They're already happening in the States. They're happening all over the world. Um, and I think it's important to, I guess, kind of understand them. Uh, and if you do disagree with them, to have the information and the facts and the ideas to potentially do something about them on a greater scale or do something about them on a sovereign level for yourself. Anyway, today's topic is going to be recency bias, my thoughts on it. And I wanted to share a few thoughts on how um, you might potentially be able to overcome your own recency bias because we all kind of have it. Um, so last week I talked about Bitcoin referencing history and cycles. This week I want to touch on why we continuously fail to learn all our lessons from the past. So obviously last week we were talking about cycles and history. And this week we're talking about recency bias, which is essentially um, the fact that we favor recent events over historic ones, even though uh, <laughs> it's going to basically, we're basically going to shoot ourselves in the foot by relying on recent events rather than referencing historical ones. Because as we know from last week's discussion, and as you may understand if you study history, is that although history doesn't repeat exactly, it rhymes. And by studying history, we can properly analyze what's happening in the current and what may happen in the future, as opposed to relying on recency bias, which is essentially, we're essentially leaving ourselves without the knowledge we need to, I guess, appropriately um, assess and come to conclusions over an event that may be happening now. So what recency bias does as well as it skews our data and distorts facts, leaving us confused when things don't happen the way we expect them to. It creates anger, confusion, and chaos, which is essentially what we're seeing uh, in the world now and throughout 2020 with revolutions happening over this confusion and chaos over um, how the world is, I guess, operating. But I suppose if you tuned in last week, you'd understand that this is all part of historical cycles that repeat over time. and. As monetary systems um, begin to fail, new monetary systems take their place. And we're in that transition period right now where a monetary system is failing and a lot of people are not able to afford themselves the basic necessities. So they're thrust into the state of chaos and confusion and anger um, because I guess because a lot of them don't understand that this is a cycle that's continued. And for a lot of people, we haven't been able to, I guess, prepare ourselves for this. Um, because we haven't understood history, we basically relied on recent events and recent activities. And when these things happen to us, the pandemics are another prime example, right? Pandemics have happened over and over again through history. You can see that just by picking up a history book. But instead, people rely on recency bias and go, there's no way this is real. You know, it's got to be based on um, a Bill Gates conspiracy or whatever your conspiracy might, might be, right? And I'm not saying that you may be right. I mean, you might, but there's a very slim chance of that being true. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, if you study history, you would see that pandemics have happened over and over and over and over again. And the fact that we're encroaching more upon nature and essentially exposing ourselves more to um, this RNA, these viruses that latch onto or potentially latch onto um, to human DNA or can, can basically infect us, the more likely these are going to become. Uh, and if you study history, you're able to see this. If you see trends and you 
um, analyze cycles, you're able to see these things. But recency bias pushes us into these little boxes, these little echo chambers where we can't see past what's happened in the past decade, let alone the past hundred years or millennia. Uh, and it really restricts your ability to be proactive in a situation. Uh, instead, you become reactive, you become chaotic, you turn towards revolution, towards anger. Uh, and the fact that social media is part of our life now and that we're having to interact with billions of people instead of just a tribe of maybe 150 is only fueling this fire of chaos and anger and, and, and reactivity. So by overcoming recency bias, um, you might be able to, I guess, calm yourself for one, become more of a proactive person and make better informed decisions, essentially, of what you can do to um, empower yourself, empower your loved ones and potentially create a positive change for more um, on more of a global scale. Another thing that recency bias does is it leaves us vulnerable to financial loss, to failed relationships and the continuation of bad habits. So now I want to kind of cover a few solutions that I've thought on and that I've applied to my own life, which kind of overcome recency bias. And one of those, the biggest one is to read history to converse with others who hold different views and to converse with older generations. To understand history is to better empower yourself for the present and to better prepare yourself for a future that you don't yet know. So one of the biggest things that you can do is to read and understand history. And I never used to think this was an important thing. In fact, I wasn't a huge fan of history in school, not so much because I wasn't a fan of history, but because I hated teachers <laughs> was essentially it. But studying history is a, is a huge, um, huge advantage to understand the present and not to just read history with your, your biases to read history objectively and to just understand what happened. You don't need to have an opinion on history. You don't need to be like, oh, you know, it was terrible that 2000 years ago, we thought that sacrificing babies was a good thing. 2000 years ago, that's what they understood to be right. You know, you don't need to be opinion based or angry or upset when you read history. It's happened. It's history. But what we can do is see it, understand it and learn from it. Because then if things happen in the present that are shocking, um, you can reference back to history and understand why they're happening and be more proactive about the solutions um, that you take in those kind of times, a time like we're experiencing now. We have all these massive cycles coming to a close where you have a change of changing of the guard, so to speak, where America's power is waning and China's power is growing. We have this change in monetary system from a fiat based debt system um, to a more um, central bank controlled digital currencies, um, uh, basically, I guess more of a kind of socialist money system. I don't want to say socialist money system because it's not just that that's a very superficial way of looking at, it. but essentially it's a change in monetary system from a debt based system to a digital currency based system, a way that, uh, can control to some extent the disparities between the rich and poor. To understand history is to understand all of these things and to be more proactive in the present. Another way to do it is to detach or another way to, I guess, another solution for um, your potential recency bias is to detach from the need to stay fixed on your beliefs and look more objectively at the world. So we all tend to, at some point or 
or another. I use all, but I mean, I may be wrong. There may be some people who are completely able to detach um, from everything, but but I somewhat doubt it. We have this need to kind of attach to our beliefs and our ideas and the systems that we build our lives upon. But although it's counterintuitive, the easiest one of the easiest ways to kind of eliminate this recency bias and this bias towards our own beliefs of what's happening in our lives right now is to detach from them and become more objective in the way that we look at other people's points of views and the way we look at the world around us. If we're able to look more objectively and take less offense to the little minute things uh, and differing of ideas that people have, the more cool-headed we can be and more proactive we can be in these times of change. Uh, and the more we understand in terms of different ideas, different opinions, different um, biases, different beliefs, um, the more well-rounded our knowledge is, the wiser we become, the more effective we become in our own lives and the lives of those around us. And the more at peace we become as well. Uh, so those are basically the two things that have been huge solutions for me uh, in terms of defeating my recency bias. And that's, I guess, my thoughts on recency bias in general. I hope this has helped. I hope there's some nuggets of little, little nuggets of wisdom in there. Again, none of this is advice per se. This is more my thoughts on the topic of recency bias. And my hope is that if you're interested in this topic, that maybe it sparks your interest further and you go down a rabbit hole and maybe you start reading more history and maybe you start understanding how to detach from the tiny little things that trigger you day to day. And by all means, let me know how you go. Message me. Um, start up a conversation. But anyway, that's it for this week's episode of Thoughts On. Uh, next week on Thoughts On, I'm going to discuss the third revolution and the sharing economy. Essentially, this change in monetary system plus this uh, essentially third revolution that we're all living through right now. This change from the uh, second industrial revolution based upon uh, things like, um, where is it? I've got some notes here. Yeah, sorry. Things like uh, electricity and the telephone, um, and oil, fossil fuels essentially, which peaked in 2008. We're now moving into this third industrial revolution, which is based on an internet of all things. So an internet that controls our communication, an internet which fuels our change to renewable energies and controls the systems that operate them, uh, and our move towards an internet controlled transportation system, which you can see happening with Tesla, with, with self-driving cars, with Ubers, and, and all these kind of other apps that are popping up. So anyway, that's next week's episode of Thoughts On. If you enjoy these episodes, please leave a rating and a review, and I'll see you next week. Hello again, friend. Thanks for listening to the entirety of that episode. I truly appreciate you tuning in. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And if you're using Apple Podcasts, huge favor to ask you. Can you please leave a five-star rating? leave a comment, leave a review, and be sure to share this with anyone in your life that you think it'll impact positively. Uh, each and every rating and, the, and review that we get on Apple Podcasts helps beat the algorithm and get the podcast out to more people. And I think these conversations are worth sharing. So thanks once again, and we'll see you in the next episode of Couple of Lattes. <laughs>